this is a popcorn with extra butter. Popcorn with extra butter. with extra popcorn. I'm a homosexual. Welcome to the fourth episode of But I'm a Film Nerd with your hosts, Selena, me, <laughs> and Brandy, me, hello. Um, yes, uh, we are filming this on the heels of a internet debut where we unleashed all of our social media um to a very positive reception and like a bunch of people following us and it was really cool and nice and yeah so if you're one of those people listening right now one of the millions of people <laughs> listening right now you've made it to episode four and hopefully you're still following us from yeah. now it's thinking about how time works with like what I'm talking about what they've previously listened to and then what is could be happening in their lives now listening to this it's hard to like wrap my head around like where and what in time podcast time is weird anyway yeah um so when today, I was making the when I was making the movie posters like yeah. going further ahead I'd be like whoa wow yeah that movie won't be that podcast episode won't be posted until June right and I'm you like, forget wow. how long every other week is until <laughs> you're planning it out and you're like whoa yeah that's a lot um yeah but so anyway, <laughs> today we're going to be discussing white lesbian period pieces. Yeah. This episode started out with us just going to watch the movie Ammonite, which stars Kate Winslet. And I'm going to butcher this woman, this other woman's name. You know how to say it. Cersei Ronan? Cersei. Yeah. Sorry. I, I always want to say, Cersei. I always want to pronounce Cersei. it as I see it spelled out and it's like like I, I sourcey uh, it's like Cersei <laughs> or Sourcey one of them <laughs> yeah um someone pronounced it for me once and I was like oh and now I you know I'll, I'll look it up at some point um See, the problem is when she says it she's been saying it her whole life so she just says it like so like it's just out and you're like whoa yeah okay, hold on but yeah um, I'm pretty sure it's Cersei <laughs> And then um, Hulu started auto-playing Portrait of a Lady on Fire for me. And I got sucked into watching that one. I was like, because as I was like watching Emma and I, I was also like reading articles and stuff. And it kept like a lot of the articles kept mentioning Portrait of a Lady on Fire and making comparisons. And so then when it started that, I was like, well, I guess maybe I should just like watch this. And then I knew at some point, maybe we might cover it for the show. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe we could just like do them both at once because we're always asked about these two fucking movies and it would be nice to get them out of the way. Like just one and done. Knock them out. Knock them both out. Because they are, they both came out in like, I guess like the same year. I think Um, it was like 2019 and then 2020. Yeah, 2019, 2020. Those years kind of bundle up for me. Fair. Is 2020 a real year? I don't know. No. <laughs> um, and it's directed by Francis Lee. It's actually about like a real woman that existed, Mariani, who was a 
paleontologist um, um, who lived in Lyme and like home the beaches, did many findings. A lot of people don't know her name unless like you're into paleontology and, and archaeology. Yeah, I didn't know who stuff. she was until this movie. Yeah. And um and also Charlotte Murchison um is a real like was a real scientist, which they downplay that a lot in the movie, like to the point where you just think that she's a wife who's like weakly and sick. Yeah, I had movie. no idea. I, I yeah. should put in the disclaimer now that like we this episode was in the works for a minute but then I was in the middle of moving and it just kind of like consumed my life so I watched <laughs> Ammonite what feels like a month ago and I have not rewatched it so we're here and I feel like I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna be like if you were in the episode with us like reacting to like all of the like pretend like the research and notes that I'm that Selena may or may not have right now uh, because I have I don't have much but I like I you know I didn't hate the movie I liked them I you know I it was it was a good movie um so I still like it's not like it's completely gone from my mind like I still have it but it's just been a minute um and I did yeah. not do I didn't like look up that many things just moving moving takes over your life and I feel like <laughs> just give me grace for that one and then same 100% same for portrait of a lady when we get there um I watched it last night I finished it last night for the first time <laughs> and I yeah, so it's more fresh in my mind than the other one, but I, um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm here and, you know, I'm going to try to yeah. have thoughts. Yeah. Um, the, anyway, sorry, that's it. Our, our, I think our, um, this, this will make it clear that like, this is not our thing. Like me and Brandy, our weakness, um, our weak, or Achilles feel our historical dramas especially so even, like I, I i was talking to Allie earlier and it's not even specifically historical dramas like or lesbian <laughs> period dramas it's it's the like oh super hyped up like ones that focus on like well off like thin white women i just like yeah. lose interest like right away and it's really hard to like hold me there because like there's the handmaiden that came out a few years ago and that movie is fucking amazing and i would love to do that one for the podcast like a whole episode just for that one is really fucking great um and that's not um white women it's just like and it's better and good and more like a lot of twists and turns really good one um but yeah sorry i didn't mean to like no, no, jump in there good. i just wanted to clarify the like it's just they need to have some more going there for me and it's just yeah I kept laughing about how portrait of a lady is like it's like oh the it's like like focusing on a thin wealthy white woman and a slightly less well-off thin <laughs> white woman like see how their lives are so fucking different from each other and stuff which I mean they they do have like they take different paths or whatever but like mm. I don't know I was more interested in the servant girl Sophie in that movie anyways but yeah sorry I'm yeah. like definitely getting ahead of myself but <laughs> so I will no, let you cool, resume cool. the intros of these movies yeah um but yeah so um with Ammonite um like these women were real um overlooked scientists in their own right um barely that stuff is really barely touched on in the movie except in Mary's case like you can kind of pick up on it um but there's like you know like in the beginning of the movie when like um Charlotte's husband is you know comes in and she's like oh like the 
you know, she makes a comment about like the boys, the boy clubs in London. She's excluded from that, even though they want to learn from her and take from her. Um, and um, yeah, so like in that movie, um, Mary and Charlotte, they end up having a thing. <laughs> a lot of longing gla- glances, a lot of walks on the beach. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking <laughs> a, a lot about long walks by the water for both Yeah, of like water symbol, like that that whole uh that whole thing apparently like lesbians white lesbians love the beach or fall <laughs> in love on the beach <laughs> want to walk walk along and like you know be silent together um there it's 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 a lot of silence where it's, like that makes me think like like do these people know each other enough to even have like these intense feelings or, <laughs> i don't know i feel um, one thing i like about uh ammonite and I feel like in my head just wants to compare both of them, which is kind of like what is going to happen in this whole episode, I guess. But like, (laughs) I just love Kate Winslet in this role as like, uh, like, I don't know. I just love how she's like surly. She's like, like, she just kind of like, doesn't want to like, people just have to pay her enough to do the thing. And she's like, God, fine, I guess. And like, I don't know, like the Charlotte's husband pays her to basically like keep her company while he's gone because she needs so she's like depressed and yeah she needs a buddy and mary's just like i this is literally the last fucking thing that i would ever want to do right now um <laughs> so i just enjoy their walks on the beach where it's like she couldn't be less interested in her um and it's just fun like at least at first um yeah and i just think it's really funny compared to um the walks in portrait of a lady where it's like she is is the whole goal is to be like super focused on her and look at every inch of her face and her arms and her hand like on all the things it's just like mm-hmm. you know, very very different things happening yeah there. side note right yeah. now uh kate winslet's on some show on hbo called mayor of Easttown and um or easton i don't know i keep seeing the like it's like the featured thing when i open hbo max but i haven't yeah I don't know anything about it yeah I don't know anything about it either except that when I saw like the image I was just like oh it's her from Ammonite because like the palette is very dreary she looks yeah. like she's still wearing that similar she like kind of expression and like yeah I, uh, I was like oh it's Ammonite all over again. That's so funny. Like, um, isn't he a cop in that also I I don't know I don't know anything about it except the oh, okay. of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'll touch on a couple of points about portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah, because I keep aggressively like, comparing instead of letting yeah. us talk about Ammonite. <laughs> yeah. Um. So portrait lady on, lady on fire. That was that's the one that came out in 2019. It's set in France in the 1770s. Um. And Marianne is a painter. And she's commissioned to do a wedding portrait of Heloise um, and who like just left the convent to get married to a man that her sister was supposed to wed, but her sister flung herself off a cliff rather than get married. And Heloise is also the similar mind of not wanting to get married, but she's not suicidal about it. You know, she's just very unhappy. The, The mom hires Marianne to paint her daughter without her daughter's not daughter's knowledge that only lasts like part of the way through because uh the daughter's pretty smart figures out like you know 
figures out that she's a painter and asks to see the, the portrait and is like, oh, that's not, or just makes like a little comment, like you really think that's me? And it gets under the painter's skin so much that she destroys it that to repaint it. Um, and that time <laughs> the daughter actually agrees to sit down for it. And then after that, they begin their affair because the mom's out of town. And um, the second portrait ends up much, much more accurate. Um, through all that, they also have like a third in their budding romance, kind of, they both take under their wing the servant girl who gets pregnant and there's a whole like side abortion story happening. And that was probably like the most interesting part of the film for me. Like I completely agree. They're doing all of these like things to help like encourage the, the pregnancy to not take. They're doing like a home abortion or home yeah. miscarriage kind of thing. Yeah, that, that whole part of the story was like, whoa, that's interesting. Um, and I was just like the whole time basically praying that like the servant girl wasn't gonna like die at the end. Like I was just like, just don't just keep her safe because I like this girl. I know, right? Um, and I was like, they better not make like her like just a side tragedy while they are falling in love or whatever. Luckily, they don't do that. I was very pleased with that. Um, and of course, you know, they can't be together because this is 1770s. The girl is due to get married. And um, eventually, like, she's done, the painter's done with the portrait and she leaves. And of course, they see each other or they don't see each other again. But the painter observes her from afar, which also mirrors and Ammonite a little bit how they see each other um, at the end of Ammonite. And that one, yeah. they do see each other, like, make eye contact in a museum type setting. Um, whereas in Portrait of Lady of Fire, it's at a, uh, like, an opera or concert. The orchestra. And, or yeah, orchestra. And um, the painter sees her across the way and it yeah, observes yeah. her reacting to the music um tearfully and, yeah. and it's, it's all, the same music it's that all she, poetic you know he like play um, like when they first met and she's like i've never heard music outside of church before and marianne is like are you fucking kidding me yeah because that's not real music. Like, that's not that's real fucking music <laughs> and then she's like plays her like a like a like a struggle bit of the same piece of music that they play at the end of the movie and mm -hmm. she's like a very emotional seeing it like in the orchestra like crying and stuff and like uh yeah so it's like yeah they and you're left with the impression that she's always like gonna love Marianne yeah like, the tight like titanic kind of like in the afterlife maybe they'll reunite kind of thing like because like Marianne do that a, don't they yeah it's like in a portrait um that Marianne finds of her in like it's a different portrait, like clearly Heloise has gone on, like she's married, she has a kid and there's this portrait of her and her child and in it she's holding a book and like visible is the page number, which is the same page number that um, the painter did a little drawing of herself in, in a very like scandalous way mm -hmm. um, for the times. So like it was like a little nod, like I might be living this life, but you're I still have like this secret love that's actually like my real self, you know, and my ideal, but can't because we're in the 1700s. So, yeah. and that movie is in French and Italian. It says like it also has some English in it, but it's very little English if there's any. Heloise is played by someone named Adele, I know. 
and <laughs> Marianne is played by someone named Naomi Merlant. And the movie is directed by Celine um, Chiyama. Chiyama? Oh gosh, I am butchering these names come from my mouth. Like yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I did my learn life. looking into Portrait of a Lady was that she is a lesbian. Yeah, come from my mouth um, and my lack of preparation. But yeah, let's go, let's go in on these movies and like our takeaways from them and whatnot even though we've kind of done a little bit of that but yeah I mean I think I if I like gun to my head pick which one I prefer I would say Ammonite just because I'm not like actively like a gigantic Kate Winslet fan like there was a time when I was like in middle school or high school or whatever if you asked me I would say she was like my favorite actress um, mm-hmm. so there's like a little bit residual, like, like a lo- huge love for her. So that makes me pull to that movie more. And also like, I used to love, uh, Cersei Ronan when I was a kid, like the movies that she did in her younger years. Also, I was like, I love the lovely bones and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but so like that kind of drew me in, I guess a bit more. And again, I just love like her being all like, she's not like prim and proper and stuff. And like mm-hmm. another thing I was talking about earlier was like, if you're gonna give me like old timey period drama, I want it to be a little grittier and not so like, uh, I mean, I know, I know that portrait of a lady on fire has an abortion scene. I'm not saying it's not like gritty or whatever, but like, I don't know. I just like that it's like her dirty hands are like grabbing <laughs> like like grabbing and like holding on to her and stuff like I just like that <laughs> I like that she's like digging in the mud like paleontologist lady and I just I don't know that's just me but and then again the same goes for a portrait of a lady my favorite things from that movie were like the at least like character wise and things was the was Sophie I like I preferred her and her whole situation and like the cool little feast they go to with all the other women and like the singing the singing caught me off guard but um (laughs) I thought that was far more interesting than like anything happening between um Heloise and Marianne Um, and I'm not like it's fine like they were like it was like like I could I'm not saying they had no chemistry or whatever and I'm not saying that it it wasn't like something there I'm just saying like I don't know I was more pulled into Sophie's story with that um yeah but you know that's just me I uh what's it called um I kept referring to the when like Heloise's mom leaves town and is like you better finish that painting by the time I get back and they start like kind of like you were saying they take Sophie under like in with them I like the way that you described it as calling her a third. (laughs) I kept referring it to it as like class-free girls weekend where they just pretend they're all, they pretend they're all the same and like no one's a servant because there's scenes where like, um, Heloise is preparing the meals. They're setting three table settings like all together. Um, when, I mean, when Sophie is trying to get rid of her, um, pregnancy, they're, like, helping her with it and stuff, and sure, if maybe Marianne wasn't there, like, who knows what Heloise would have done, like, Marianne is showing her this whole other way to, like, be a person, kind of, this whole other, like, perspective, so, like, who knows if it would have been different, but, uh, yeah, that was, that's how I was, class-free girls weekend, 
the um, class free girls weekend no yeah. that's 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 real and in fact i think a few of the things i read online like like uh made note of that like that that time they spent um together as like a moment where the director like kind of showed um a removal of like the class mm-hmm. you know dynamics and like you know oh what could it what could be in their dynamics if they were allowed you know to be free um, and also like I feel like the them Sophie bringing them to that feast and gathering and stuff was kind of like a welcome to my world like role reversals of like who is kind of the one like quiet and following around and who is the one like talking to everybody and knows what's going on there and stuff and like oh yeah I again I just preferred those scenes mm-hmm. to anything else in the movie <laughs> and also the like oh god like when she's getting her um when she actually has to go get her abortion and she does it with the baby on the bed next to her that was a lot mm-hmm. um it was a lot it was heavy um, yeah the most intense moment of that movie probably in my opinion. yeah the um, the imagery there was uh magnifique it was yeah. i was really like into it like that yeah. portion of the movie i was like wow like this is a great film this part of it <laughs> also just like even even in the other parts of, at their home or whatever the place that they're staying at like there's a lot of beautiful shots. There's a lot of amazing mm-hmm. scenes. I love the, there's a lot of like, uh, like conversations happening, like only v- with like side profiles and like, that's yeah. it. Like there's no, no one's walking around or no one's doing anything. It's just like all very symmetrical and like, like having like either the background pop or the people pop. It's like one or the other. It was just really, it was really cool. Very visually appealing to me in the way and very different than Ammonite which is very like gray it's a very gray movie <laughs> yeah I gosh I have a hard time deciding which one I preferred white lesbian period piece is not my favorite thing between mm-hmm. the two of them um <laughs> I mean they like, could be not our favorite I'm, without them being like I have movies. a hard time with with like deciding either one or the other because I was like really thinking I would watch them both and like just hate them both <laughs> and <laughs> I was shocked that I didn't like you said like flat out hate portrait of a lady just because of like sometimes when things get hyped up really hard they end up being a disappointment so <laughs> yeah and also like I remember like the in the beginning of the movie I thought like oh yeah I'm going to hate this because it has like the opening scene uh, Marianne is like also like uh, in- an instructor with like a group of like young female portraiters and you know she's like who pulled out that painting and it's a painting that she did of the moment where uh, Eloise like accidentally sets herself on fire. That part made me laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The way and she falls when she gets tackled to the ground. It was like to me it was just like a really like a really cheesy framing device to me like when it opens up and she's like oh that I painted that a long time ago it's portrait of a lady on fire it's like <laughs> she said the title of the movie and it was just like you know that's like then we go to her memories and you know and I'm just like oh that's such a cheesy framing device so like I thought like this really like I'm going to hate this movie because they hated <laughs> that opener so much and then um, as the movie builds on, um, and then especially the complexities of 
with the, the class free girls weekend <laughs> um so their whole both of them their whole like interactions like i'm sorry yeah but to me like the the servant girls stole the show you said her name is sophie yeah sophie. yeah her, sophie, yeah, her like, whole thing and she's or she i the moment that i knew i loved her and knew i was gonna love her more than anyone else in this movie is when it, like Marianne has been there for a day or two or whatever and she's been working on the painting and she's like struggling and she says she's like talking to Sophie um like at in the evening or whatever and she says she's like kind of complaining about how how cold Heloise is and like how she doesn't really give anything and she's like I haven't even seen her smile yet and it's been x amount of days and Sophie like very casually after like pouring some water just like walks behind her and goes have you tried being funny? And just like, what's yeah. And I was just like, God, yes, I love her. I love that so much. Like, it was just like a moment of re of like reality be like being sprinkled into this like breathless, like, oh, she's beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how the movies feel for so much of it. And I just love like a little flash of just like regular fucking pe like people. Yeah. People. I was like, did you make her laugh? How about that? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah like have you did any done anything to make her smile then you're not gonna get a smile you know exactly. like, um yeah like she's to me like like was like the highlight of the movie and then there were like other moments where like as a as a person who like loves movies and loves like thinking about movies I feel like there's like and maybe it's like a really French thing too like I wonder if like she's coming out from that angle but there's like a whole other like like level of like theory within the movie I think especially when like the interaction that comes to mind is when um Eloise is like uh sitting for the portrait and makes a comment about like you know the like uh, Marianne viewing her um or maybe I figure which one <laughs> this is where my memory comes into play right <laughs> um uh they they have like this whole like conversation about like who is viewing who and like also like you know she's like she also has a view and it's like watching the the artists at work and that whole like like who is observing who the artist or the subject is a very interesting conversation like um I think in like the art world and stuff so I was like "Ooh, how fascinating you know I just wanted to add on that thought before you continued on that like especially <laughs> in a movie where it starts out with her not knowing that she's being observed for a portrait yeah then, yeah. then to move into having that like discussion is just like that's cool yeah <laughs> yes definitely like so like those like moments and like that kind of like call back to like the earlier stuff that happens like, I'm like, this is a really well done movie, but I do see the points that some things that I read online that like talks about like how in Portrait um, of a Lady on Fire, like other than like in the beginning when Marianne's like coming from the boat, the whole film is like interactions among women. Yeah. Like you don't like, you don't see men <laughs> nope. at, like at all and so it's like an absence of the male gaze like throughout the movie um and that like is really made for the the women's gaze in mind and so I was like that's pretty fascinating whereas like a lot of the things that I feel like are in Ammonite might still 
have more of the male gaze in mind, especially since the director is a man. Like, and so I think about that like a little bit. And so like sure. when I think about both movies and which one look like I don't know. It's like to me, it's like it's it's a hard. It's hard for me to choose either or because like I feel like they both have merits and like I think my love of Amnite is rooted in Kate Winslet. <laughs> um, and also like yeah like the whole like science world um is appealing to me so like and, I also love the like I know you were just talking about the male gaze being heavier in, in Ammonite but I love Kate Winslet the science part of it and and like the grittier part of it like her and her whole job and everything but also this like I just love the sex scenes they're just like crazy horny um there's just like the big there's the big there's just you know it's just fun I just I'm not it was it was a fun time yeah I I do like um that like there's a lot of unexplained or like unspoken histories within the film you know that make you wonder like Mm -hmm. there's the Philpot like older woman like in in Mary's life who's like ooh, did they have like a thing like oh, you, you know, know was did. that her <laughs> you know they did um yeah and th- and she plays um like that's a uh one of the Philpot sisters who also were like real science ar- archaeologists like women who did the same thing that Mary did um in fact that. like uh like they know they had known Mary Onning since she was like a child and had even like taught her some of what she knows. So it was like a very like mentorship relationship in real life. Um, and uh, and also they were well known for their salve, the Philpot sisters. Okay. And so like, that's like a real, like a lot of touches on like real historical fact, um, other than like, you know, nobody knows if there was any like real like romances behind the scenes of this. Yeah, you know, that's what I that's, seen is that it's that's like the a- more embellished part yeah. that Francis does um in using these historical figures, which some people have um been openly critical about doing stuff like that and criticize the film for doing that. And some people are like, whatever, like write your fanfic, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, whatever. I don't yeah. Um, write your fanfic, exactly. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm just, like, like, I like those, like, things where it's, like, they don't do anything to explicitly be, like, like, you know, like, no explicit, like, scene between Marianning and the Philpot sister acting, like, you know, like, being, like, confirming, like, oh, yeah, they did yeah. it, you know? <laughs> Instead, it's just, like, this very subtle, like, nod that makes you go, hmm, there's something there. Most yeah, I just feel like if you know, you know, and I know. <laughs> If you know you know if you know you know do you see them on screen you're like oh yeah there it is that's yeah. why i can't wait for us to talk about movies that were not explicitly gay but it they obviously are that's yeah. gonna be really fun not to like jump ahead into the future but i'm just yeah like, that's well funny. and also i mean also i mean i feel like i mean if you go back in history like gay people existed and it was well, yeah. like it was like that it was like if you know you know exactly <laughs> I feel you like know. that's a lot of how you know that's why there was like I love seeing those lists of like ways like queer people specifically lesbians I've seen a list of how lesbians would identify each other and it was like uh you know the kind of the sort of woman that stands alone on the train on the night train home it's like stuff like that I just love that <laughs> yeah and um, they're both of the you know I feel like 
I consider them to be the main characters, but Mary Anning and then also Marianne, the painter, I feel like they're both like such similar, like sure. independent, like characters, like they both have like their own businesses going. Yeah, They're taking they're care married. of the family business. It doesn't seem like they have to get married. Yeah, well, they don't have to get married. Because for, I don't recall for Mary, if there was any pressure there, I feel like it was just like, she's with her mother and she's a scientist and it is what it is. And yeah. then for Marianne, it's like, she didn't have to get, she's not pressured because she's going to take over her father's business. Yeah. And that's, they don't really, like, they don't, both have really like, don't a, get farther yeah. into that. Yeah. Like she's going to take over her father's business and she doesn't have to get married. Like she's had, they both have like their own way to subsist and struggle yeah. on themselves. And they seem okay with that. Like they don't seem like, oh, but I'll, you know, cause they could, they could very easily go with the times and be like, I can just marry yeah. and then not have to. It doesn't make them feel less of a woman. It. They're not like buying into the bullshit that they're like not a real perfect member of society without a husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I just want to paint. I just want to dig for my fucking fossils. Yeah. Because like, there's no like shortage. And they're gay of, like, also. They don't want to, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> also like, there's no like, um. I mean, like, Marianne's, like, even though they don't show, like, any sort of, like, suitor in her life, like, she's not bad looking, so I'm sure she could get a husband if she could, if she wanted to, and then, like, Marianne, she's got, like, the foreign doctor who's, like, kind of, like, expressing interest, but she's, like, uh, nah, (laughs) you know, like, he invites her out to a show. Look at how my brain works, that I completely erased the doctor from... (laughs) the fucking movie like as soon as you say his name I'm like oh yeah that he's the whole fucking person that is a yeah. whole character he's a Jesus. whole character like giving trying to give looks that are being ignored by these, these, these <laughs> game these movies dare to put a man in it and I just come erase them yeah from it's my erase them. completely erase them sorry and he's not a bad looking guy he's not a mean guy or anything yeah like, and you know she he's just very nice care. and stuff and he's foreign, you know, so he probably has some other, like, I don't know, sensibilities than, like, other Englishmen or whatever, um, <laughs> and, uh, they don't say where he's from, he's just, like, foreign doctor, um, uh, <laughs> or maybe they did, and I just completely, I, I definitely like, don't remember, he's not super memorable, yeah, but I do remember him, like, based, like, I, because I kind of laughed at this, he, like, basically invited Mary out a date to see listen to some music and she was like oh cool charlotte should come to <laughs> which is the classic no i'm not interested move yeah. like invite your friend along to the date um <laughs> i love it and he took he took the hint you know he doesn't come back around you know he's not knocking on the door every day i think she took the hint pretty well and you know charlotte and her go out to the show I think there's some awkward interactions or whatnot, but, you know, they come home and then they get it on, you know, yep. there's the, the face sitting scene. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I was looking up a thing to, like, brush up on just, like, a, the full, like, synopsis of the movie, and I was reading, like, I can't remember if it was, like, IMDb or Wikipedia or something, but it was, like, describing the end of the movie hold on I want to like I feel like I still have it because I should just read it okay a letter soon arrives from Roderick instructing Charlotte to return home to London distraught Charlotte and Mary have passionate sex the night before Charlotte's departure 
I don't know why that line just made me laugh. Um, distraught they have passionate sex it just sounds like they were like oh god we need to figure this out we're gonna fuck about it I'm like that's cool I'm here for that I just wish the like I know it's about like the emotions and stuff but sometimes I wish these movies would just have them like reject society and like run away together and just like live on the beach digging up fossils and stuff but like that's not yeah what I think is interesting, though, is, like, at the end, Mary, you know, goes to London. She rarely left, leaves, like, her work in the booth. Like, she's a total, like, she's married to her work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and she does it no matter what. Because, like, I think in the beginning, you know, when the husband comes in, he's like, oh, I want to learn from you or whatever. And she's like, oh, I thought my stuff had kind of fallen out of, like, popularity, like, but so this is like the first time she's in London and sees like what like her big one of her biggest like crowning achievements because it's like a full fossil that she found like at a very young age. Her first um, one, right? The one yeah. that's in the museum. She's there in London and she's staying with Charlotte, and Charlotte's like, I got a surprise for you. You can be my kept lady, you know, <laughs> like my husband doesn't mind. He's off maybe being gay who knows what he's doing right like she might just be a whole weird situation for him but he's off doing whatever he wants he apparently doesn't care if she has her friend come live with them and have her own room and like mary is like disgusted yeah. <laughs> like it's just like horrified well the, the way mary- i saw it was like she's just like you literally did not see me at all you didn't understand not a goddamn thing about me if you think that this is like some sweet beautiful invitation like yeah yeah get me like nicer clothes and fit in with society like this is not my this is not me like reject that so it's like it's not love is not what she's after as much as she enjoys like sex and intimacy and had fun when she was like that like that's not the goal if it's at a cost of myself and what I also want to do and so I'm like go marry you know right um and she doesn't want to compromise who she is like after especially after years of like probably everyone wanting her to do that Mm -hmm. like at every turn down so many things you know yeah yeah. so I really like that part of it and then you know I don't know how like it's really interesting like how the movie ends with them just like looking at each other from opposite sides of this like glass case because it also like it feels like a piece of art that scene and how it just stays static on them like it yeah. looks like it could be a painting like two strangers in a museum <laughs> title <laughs> like very um very straightforward uh titling I wonder if they just like do they like did they say any I wonder like I, my, my my brain just wants to know like do they talk or do they right. just walk away you know do they do just like think? leave it what's your best guess they probably walk away like from each other yeah yeah I don't I really don't know I feel like they do they did a good job of leaving it ambiguous because my brain is just pulling equally in the directions of like it's the last look or it's charlotte like having her realization of like like after like like the other like romantic comedy cliche where someone's like 
we can't do this. And then the other person leaves and the person's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm a fucking idiot. And like, mm-hmm. so Charlotte's the one that's like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. This, of course, this isn't what she would want. I need to go fix this. And she's going to like run and go be like, let's just steal some expensive shit from my husband's house and go Ooh. leave together. Like that's, yeah. maybe that's just like my, what I wish would happen versus what's like realistic what would happen. Yeah. But Send you're probably right. They probably walk away from each other. <laughs> What'd you say? I said they'll send tons of wagging and wine, but then it'd be pretty blatant that like Charlotte's left her husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, those two gay spinsters. <laughs> I recently learned that a spinster is was was like 27 years old. Was the original <laughs> reference wow. for something like that? Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, they are fine movies that exist. I probably wouldn't like repeat watch like over and over again. Um, I'm not, uh, if someone was like, oh, those fucking suck. I'd be like, no, they don't. They don't suck. They're fine. They're like good movies. Um, they're just <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, I hate dancing around it. Cause it sounds like I hate it probably, but it's, yeah. it's not what I'm getting at. It's just that like, I, I just feel like there's such a you either love something or hate something like mm. attitude in the world and the internet and whatever right now and I just feel like I cannot look like these cannot be my favorite movies or my favorite genre and they can still be good and they yeah. can still like these have will artistic never merit be. and stuff yeah. like whatever the fuck that means whatever artistic fucking merit is yeah yeah these will never be in like my top my top anything <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm talking like top historical romance. I would still pick The Handmaiden over these two. You know, like, any, like yeah. I can't wait for you to watch that. I would love to get your yeah. perspective just, on like, it. Especially after watching these two. Yeah. I just think like you, I'm just like most, and this is not even like in the lesbian or gay genre of things, like most historical anything, it just focuses so much on whiteness yes. and thinness you know, the tightening of the corset, you know, um, all of that, like, it, like, those scenes, those movies, I'm just always, like, if I see a black or brown face, it's a servant or a slave, you know, um, and uh, I just, like, I'm just, like, I just don't get anything from watching those things, like, there's a lot that I have to ignore, Yes. To like glean anything that I want to take away from it. And so there's, it's not going to be a thing I run to, which is why, you know, when these movies were released and like people were like fawning over the trailers, you know, because they were like, ooh, there's going to be gay sex in them. Don't you want to see that movie? Because you're gay. And I'm like, uh, like not really. I can watch other things for gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's not- also just like better queer movies out there being made by yeah. better like I don't know no offense to the you know person who made yeah. like I don't know because also as much as I love Kate Winslet I'm like her and um Cersei, Cersei. they they look alike to me <laughs> they look like they could be like doppelgangers but like mother and daughter <laughs> mother and daughter like they just look so similar to me that I'm like oh yeah of course you're attracted to yourself like thin queer for thin queer yeah you know right. thin white queer loves thin white queer like not shocked whatsoever. Time. 
um that looks slightly like them like I'm just like oh like even in the poster that I use for the where their faces are like one, like where their faces overlap I'm like they look like they could be the same person if you like squint your eyes you're like what um and you know and then same thing goes for portrait like they're both like they're both white or light skinned you know like um in the case of the painter you know uh who's like white passing definitely not a black person definitely not a black or brown person by mm-hmm. any means right so I'm just like eh, you know I don't really that's not real that doesn't do it for me on even like an emotional level like I don't fight for them to be happy like I don't root for them <laughs> exactly because I'm like I'm rooting for Sophie I want her I'm like who got you pregnant Sophie what yeah. happened at the last peace <laughs> party what boy showed up like what's going on like yeah I want to know about this like old lady the town like abortionist with all the kids at her house and stuff yeah like I want to know I about, know that about the lower class but I also just feel struggling. like the movie was also like I feel like I'm being an asshole it's like woman <laughs> like we are women there's women loving women and there's a girls weekend where we get rid of class and we're just all women being girls together and now we're going to go to this party where we're all singing our song together and then we're going to go like and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that it was just like it's erasing I'm not so saying much. the movie needed a bunch of men at all like I like I said earlier like I delete <laughs> men from these movies when they are there like you bringing up the fact that there were men in the very beginning of Portrait of a Lady on Fire <laughs> we're bringing her in on the boat completely forgot about that and I, was, and I watched it last night like I was like oh yeah that guy like doesn't help her carry the shit up to the house because men suck I was just like oh yeah that did happen but like I don't know sometimes like like you said with the opening scene when she's like oh yes the portrait I never talk about the portrait of a lady on fire it's just like very on the nose And there were so many other things that were not like on the nose and were like done so well and so beautifully, like a lot of imagery and a lot of like, like I loved the um, little discussion they have about the story that they're reading and how Marianne is like the lover's choice versus the poet's choice. And I feel Mm. like that, I mean, I don't feel like, I mean, I read and I know that it like comes like, that's kind of what comes up again, like in the end between the two of them. Um, and like that stuff was fucking cool and stuff and like I don't know I'm, I'm not like and I loved the abortion like like I don't you know like the scene of the abortion was really like heavy and really like interesting I don't know I'm doing the thing where I contradict myself repeatedly <laughs> but I guess it's just I mean it's just so many words to say that like it's a good movie it's just like not for it's not my first choice and not for me Would, yeah I, I wouldn't put it in my top 10 yeah if I was forced to make a top 10 of lesbian period dramas, then I guess they'd be in there because I, how many? Don't know many others. (laughs) Like there's, I mean, there's a couple good, like the, like I keep bringing up The Handmaid and that one's really fucking good. And then I saw The Favorite in theaters. uh, I still haven't seen The Favorite. Like I seriously, I put off all of those movies to the last minute, no matter how many people recommend them to me I'm just like uh, like I have if I had to like make you watch one of those movies like out of all of these even though we did watch Ammonite and Portrait (laughs) you should definitely watch The Handmaiden it's so yeah I mean I know I will watch it eventually I feel like that about like a lot of movies like that I'm just like uh that's homework (laughs) I'm like 
I'll get there eventually, whether it's tomorrow Culture or a decade from work. now. Like, I'll get there one day. Like, maybe it'll be on TV and the time will be right. And I'll be like, oh, let's watch this, you know. I will I just say have to be both in- of these were not on Hulu. If they both had to be rented for money, I might have been like, we should pick a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I feel like I picked Damon because I hadn't seen it yet and I was actually curious about it. Yeah. Because I'd heard about the face sitting scene and I was like, well, I want to see that. <laughs> Kate so, Winslet? No yeah. face sitting? That's, that's pretty cool. Let's see okay, how this goes. Well, so speaking of Kate Winslet, I said, I texted this to you. I was like, I want to read this on the episode. It has nothing to do with Ammonite. <laughs> or lesbians or anything and it is likely is very likely that this is not a real Kate Winslet quote I was just scrolling Twitter or something and it happened to pop up and I was like I love this needs I need it to be real I want I would trade anything to just have this be an actual thing that Kate Winslet said I didn't even look into it that's I'm a confusing person I care so much about this but I did not look up to see if it was real or not um, so here's a quote from Kate Winslet, not about anything to do with this movie. <laughs> there would regularly be some article about Wawa. So to finally walk through the door of a Wawa, I don't know why I felt like, oh yes, I'm here. I belong. This is where it's at, Wawa. And it says Kate Winslet on reading local newspapers and learning about Wawa, the convenience store. And it has a little logo at the bottom for the LA Times. And I have no idea, like, if so, this is just some dumb, like, thing that someone made, but I saw it the other day while I was, like, getting ready to do this podcast, and I was just like, oh, that makes me really happy, and I just really hope, <laughs> really hope that when Kate Winslet walks into a Wawa, she thinks to herself, I belong, and this is where it's at. <laughs> I know I will from now on. Yeah, the Wawa. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Americans felt that way about Wawa when it first like got into their town. <laughs> yeah, enters their town. If you're not from Pennsylvania, I guess. Yeah, like I I remember when Wawa came to Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and my parents went there like all the time, getting subs after for a while because they were just like, "This is amazing. We belong." <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's real something's there you know i feel like in fredericksburg like the wawa like people got excited about wawa but what people really lost their shit about in fredericksburg was sheets i remember being like like 10 years old or something 10 or 11 years old and my friends lived like way out where the only sheets like the first sheets that was built was at and I remember hearing just the, the weird memories that stick in your head from being a little kid for no fucking reason but yeah I remember hearing my friend's mom complaining to her husband being about the older son wasting all his money at sheets he just goes and gets in the car and just goes to sheets all the time and is getting like a sandwich and, t- and junk and shit like that and it's just always at sheets and it's just like I just think about that all the time yeah sheets. yep see People would talk about Sheets a lot. Like, I had a friend who, like, apparently would go to Sheets all the time to the point where, like, she was, like, familiar with the music that played all the time. It was just, like, a fan of the soundtrack of Sheets. <laughs> um, and also, 
um like the people who worked there was like on a first name basis with her because she would just like go there and I guess like they had like I guess some like tables or something like she would just like chill there for yeah, like, they do hours have, like, little cafes there, I guess. yeah and so like she would bring it up so much I was like but I realized I had never been to a cheat before and so when I finally got in one I thought it was going to be like so into it and then you but the I, station, I, was like, dis- oh. I was disappointed I was disappointed by sheep I think I'm just like a wawa person at heart you know like that like the menu the offerings to me because I was like I want what wawa has not what this place has I feel like um, I go to wawa for a sandwich and I go to sheets for like like fried things like see and that maybe that's the thing I'm not a big fan of fried things and so I'm a tiny baby that has not been disciplined and I just want to eat chicken nuggets all the time (laughs) like my good my favorite thing you know whatever judge me Um. yeah I'm like I want a quesadilla that's you know whatever (laughs) so I will say though the wawa that was near my um, mom's house in Fredericksburg I would get like crazy stoned and I had gone to the Wawa and got the same sandwich the same exact rest like setup for my sandwich like all the time for years and then one day I went in there and I ordered something like slightly different and the guy who worked there just like out of nowhere was just like oh my god after (laughs) how many years of her getting wheat with turkey and bacon and light mayo pepper jam and like <laughs> all the shit and I was just like oh my god when you you think you're not being you think you're like invisible and no one's paying attention and you're just slick in and out of yeah. this local wawa but really someone is like stressed about the fact that you get the same fucking sandwich all the time for four years straight yeah um, I'm just consistent and I like what I like so. Well, yeah. I mean, because I think we're alike in that we we're not gonna go into a place and be like, I'd like my regular. We're not gonna assume that we're memorable because <laughs> we don't want to be remembered for like like what we're eating or you know, like on the fly. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be remembered for my many like orders to uh Pokeball or whatever. <laughs> um I don't want the Uber drivers to like take note of that. Like, oh, it's that girl again. Oh God, especially not the Uber drivers. (laughs) Don't take note of where you're coming again. Don't remember me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like it's a thing that like you don't think about and then until like someone makes a comment, you know? I remember when I was in college, me and my roommate, we would order pizza all the time. And like, you know, no one had ever said anything to us about the pizza. And then one day, we opened the door to get the pizza because the delivery guy's there and he was like hey you guys again you guys get pizza a lot blah 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 like and then we were like yeah we can't order pizza for a while oh, no. and we didn't like we it scared us that we were we became known for our yeah pizza just order. keep that to yourself old person that comes to the restaurant that you work at every day that loves that shit but yeah. not like you're delivering it to their home where they live. No one wants to, no one likes that. Yeah. Our generation is not about like being a regular and known for our order. Yeah. Course. Like, I want to just feel like, like extra work for the person. I don't want to make extra work for them. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I only want to be a regular in terms of they're like, oh, I like you. You're going to tip well. Like, that's, a, yeah. that's the that's the limit there, you but know? That can like, just be, like, a silent acknowledgement. Like, you yeah. know that I won't be a piece of shit 
you and know I know I that you'll shit. just do what you do exactly and also like do you know that I won't like you know like do you know enough that you've carded me that you don't need my ID yes. like you know that I'm not going to become like a bad drunk in your yes. space you know like um that like I'm a cool person but like you don't have to like know my order uh you don't have to like try and predict my mind and there's like older generation people who do that like if they come to your place over and over again and if you like always ask them what they want you know they'll be like don't you know by now and I'm like yeah I've served some plenty of people who I had to remember their order or people another like I'd start somewhere new and someone would jump in and be like no no no, let me get them I've got like no like they have a very precise xyz but yeah, people who want the cheers, everybody knows my name treatment. Is, <laughs> that's weird to me. <laughs> like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> go move to a small town. <laughs> if that's what you want, go to move to a town of 50 people and be, you know, be surrounded by that. Otherwise, like, be okay with just, like, basic level polite service, you yes. know. Well, now that we have sufficiently um, <laughs> derailed far away from lesbian period dramas, which I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised by two things. Number one, that this episode is like short as hell. And number two, that we spent like 10 minutes talking about something that has nothing to do with the movies that we watched. Um, so on that note, uh, I thank you for listening to this episode. If you made it this far, um, if you have a lesbian period drama that doesn't focus on like thin well-off white people I would love to watch it um please send it my way I will give it all of the love and time and attention that it deserves um and if you would like to Selena let everyone know what our next film is going to be unless you're about to say something I'm sorry there's kind of a delay um no I was just gonna add like it's I think it it kind of nails it that like there's not that much really to discuss about these two movies like it's like this is the first episode where we're talking about two movies and we're just like yeah like there's these things about them it's a thing you know that's what they are and <laughs> they they're there they're on Hulu, and you can also see it i guess yeah they're not it's not something that moves us i guess really in yeah. um to go on and on about um but they're okay and I don't blame people for wanting us to watch them sure. in the, these last two years. And I would not criticize someone if they said they really loved them. And, you know, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> um, and yeah, so next recording that will be posted will be us taking a little step away from just like the blatant gay or queer cinema and watching something that should have been gayer (laughs) um a lot gayer we're talking about bring it on (laughs) um and we'll probably do a lot of films like this that uh you know that we watched when we were younger or watched whenever um or haven't watched that we just suspect needs to be gayer and also that like you know also have a lot more going on with them than probably at surface level that people suspected like and then people probably get dismissive of like oh we like a like a all like you know some cheerleaders um oh i'm doing cheerleaders again um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 
but you know like i was like oh that's a teen like little fun little teen comedy you know but there's a lot of layers in bring it on so we're gonna get into that Um, i'm excited while also dreaming of ways to gay it up oh yeah and there's so many they provided (laughs) plenty of opportunities for it so (laughs) they speculated themselves in the film yeah they do yeah the and we can one. tell you guys like who we had crushes on yes while watching the movie you know? i would love the, to see anyone's best guess of like who they think i was obsessed with in that movie as a yeah. 10 year old or how i was when that movie came out oh gosh um, <laughs> i was in uh when was that movie out like uh, 2001 i think Okay, so I was in high school. Okay, so I would have been, depending on like when in 2001, I would have been 10 or 11. But I definitely saw in theaters with my mom. So Yeah, I was, in the, I was in high school and I saw Bring It On in the theater with my best friend at the time, Jessica Cox. Um, <laughs> she did not want to see that movie. She was like, oh, it looks like cheesy, it's cheerleaders, blah, 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 blah. But then she ended up enjoying it as much as me. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool to see cheesy whatever type movies. Like, not all movies have to be quote unquote good movies. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, I am, I am notorious for loving movies for what but, what they were trying to do. Exactly. And what I, like if it's fun, if it is, if I am feeling good while I'm watching it at the end of it, I'm also like, all right. And it is a good movie, but it's like, you know, there's good movies and then there's like the movies that people know are going to be critically good, yeah. you know. Um, before they're even released and they feel like they have to see them um, because of the hype surrounding them whereas bring it on kind of came out and it was just like uh like oh yeah girl teens they're cheerleaders <laughs> you know um but I loved it and um Brandy loved it and so yeah we're gonna talk about it yeah and yeah try and guess who our little bb hearts were crushing on yeah um <laughs> I think mine would probably be obvious, but I also think mine is obvious, but we'll see. Maybe <laughs> maybe people will throw some curveballs. All right. Well, that was lesbian period drama episode. We tried and Lashwawa versus Sheets episode. <laughs> so, wait, which, oh yeah, Wawa versus Sheets. Yes. Also, DM us Wawa versus Sheets. We'll make a post on the Instagram uh whenever this episode drops. So that way it's right. We're not gonna do it now because that'll be really <laughs> confusing but whenever this episode drops like in june or something um we will post a thing that's like wawa versus sheets give us your results give us give us your opinions yeah we are we are a facebook uh reshare post now podcast that's what we're focusing on next we're gonna ask you to based on your first letter of your first name and the last letter of your last name, determine what your AIM screen name would have been in 2002. That's going to be on the next episode. All right, yeah. I'm done now. <laughs> this has been But I'm a Filbert. I'm Brandy. I'm Selena. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> I'm a homosexual.